December. You know what the fuck it is. Aries and Andy, you and the jerk. You know it's time to get this work. The real raw, gutter, uncut cocaine. No political corrections. Always sleep. Fuck being awoke. We discuss politics and jokes. We lick. There's levels to this shit. Before you were sucking on your mama's tits. Airy Spears don't give a fuck. We talk about race a lot. Racism. Sexism. Much love to my loyal bitch bag holders. Rollers, clip loaders. We got them in the folders. The whole world on our shoulders. Spears and Steinberg. Yeah! Run up and get touched up. Suicide. <laughs> and all of y'all know my style. Hey, just in need to be transparent to all the people that do listen to our podcast, I felt that I needed to actually address and say this. I condemn the terrorist attacks on Israel. I stand with Israel. This is a complex issue, and as aggressive as Israel's actions may look, Israel has every right to defend its citizens from the Hamas terrorists. This does not mean I don't feel compassion for the Palestinian people that have been used by the Hamas to further their evil terrorist actions. At the end of this war, I hope that all people tied to this land can find peaceful solutions that may flourish together. Uh, so... as this is the road to which we travel uh two documentaries uh that Annie and I both watched uh and I'm you know I'm putting the uh what do you call it I can't now the word escapes me I had, I had it in my head so I gave it to you disclaimer you caught it from me I don't even think disclaimer is the right word uh this is going to be heavy in race based on these two documentaries. One is called No Accident. Both are on HBO. And the other is called, well, first of all, No Accident is about the events that took place in Charlottesville. Um, it's more about the aftermath of the events, isn't well, it? Well, I mean, yeah, but yeah, it's, that's... It's about the lawsuits and the yeah, things Yeah, that yeah, have, yeah, but that's, you know... The accountability. At the, at the eye of the storm, that's where it started. Uh, so, yeah, it's about that. And then... Uh, the other one was called Who's Streets, and it's about the uh, the uh, events that took place in, was it Baltimore? Was that Baltimore? No, that's Freddie no, Gray. Some, some Baltimore. At Ferguson yeah. uh, with Mike Brown. Um, trying to, I have notes on trying to find them, but. Oh. Uh, and I think that that's about the actual, uh, the, the events and leading up and after. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no accident. Uh, and of course, they start out openly with the Tiki Torch Whites. Jews will not replace us. Um, you know, and and just the first thing that just popped out in my head was once upon a time ago, when you were a part of the Klan, the goal was not to be seen. It was to protest or, or, or you know, whatever. Get your ideology and your message across. But it was to not be seen. Um, and now with today's technology and social media and all these outlets, and my thing is, you know, these guys who are, if you want to call it brazen bravery, who go unmasked and tiki torches and they're putting themselves on camera, knowing that we live in an age now of cancel culture where obviously something should be canceled. But if you care about your job, if you care about your position, if you care about your reputation, why the fuck are these idiots not covering their faces? Because we live in an age now where people go, uh, Social media, do your thing. And now you get reported. The people at your job find out you one of the people in the march. You know, you one of the ones holding the torches. You're one of the ones spewing the rhetoric. If you care about your position, why would you do that? Because they believe in their ideology. So much so that they risk their livelihood. Mm-hmm. They believe They believe it. The, the, the Klan, just so that we, we get this, the Klan, when the Klan came about, the reason they kind of hid their identity was so that you never knew who they were, not just so that you wouldn't know who they were because they were afraid of their jobs. It was so that as a person that the Klan was after, if you were black and you were uh, you were in the, in your town, you didn't know 
where to turn. You didn't know who was the good one and who was the bad one. You didn't know who wanted to kill you and who didn't. Not that any of them might have been good in certain towns, but you didn't know who wanted to kill you. You didn't want to know who it was. So you, you, you were, you were, you didn't know that it was the sheriff. You could go to the sheriff and say, so-and-so was trying to kill me. And he goes, okay, yeah, he'll wait right there. I'm going to go get him so he can kill you. Yeah, but th- that that's that's today. This is a new kind of balls of bravery. Yeah, you know, and, and, and I don't even know if bravery is the right word as much as it is stupid. You know what I mean? I mean, you can believe in your ideology all you want, but you got to know there's going to come some consequences with that. Well, I think that they feel that there's people to support them through their consequences. That's the problem. Yeah, if it were 1955, but how do these people keep making money? How do they stay afloat for this? Uh, as we get into this, uh, the podcast that this dude has, obviously he makes money. He doesn't. He doesn't get this brazen just because he ain't making money. And the and the and the big the big one the big the head uh, uh, that is Nazi esque. He uh, he he's very proud of his situation, and he's supported. I, I think I, I think they don't worry because the people who support them they do that quietly. They do that behind, but they keep these people in with. Uh, eating and 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 clothed and and housed, and they make them a leader. It, it's right. it's scary. It, I think these people are scarier than the cl- old clan because the clan was doing something because the, the, they were dangerous. I, I'm not trying to say one's better than the other. I'm saying there's, but these people are so out in the open, so brazen about it because they have support. And and the question is, who's supporting them? And that's that's the scarier part. Right. We used to have to hide before. Now they can just be out there and they're getting the support. And this is where I might have to put the, uh, I I, I really wish I knew if this was the right word. Disclaimer. What is a disclaimer? It's yeah. You're letting people know that some ugly shit's going to be said. Okay. Uh, Listen, man, uh, (laughs) this is what I would call just in the, in the, in the moment of, in the heat of my emotional anger. Because again, as as a, as a, as a black person, you can't watch this. I would even imagine, to some extent, as a Jewish person, you, you can't watch this and not feel a certain way at the moment. And again, that doesn't mean that once the anger subsides and the dust settles, that you don't go back to being rational. But when I when they show the tiki torch whites, and you hear the big Jews will not replace us, and the, and the strong chant, and then it's followed with a at that exact moment in my head, I'm just like, Jesus Christ. And again, I know, not all, but the history that comes to mind. When you hear the woos, you think of the lynchings, you think of the black and white photos, you think of the castrations, you think of the being burned alive at the stake. And when I hear it, just at that moment in my mind, I'm just like, just the history of white men just being murderous animals. Just Evil, murderous animals. See the reason. But again, I'm, that's the disclaimer. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying all. But I, I don't hear that. I don't hear when I hear the woo because I've been to too many sporting events where there's nothing but people going woo and and ripping off the and and the athletes on the field ripping off their helmet going woo and they yeah. But I'm, that woo is associated not with brothers I, I, and people I, of color. I, I understand that. And there's a and there's a and there's a painful history that comes with woo. That's all I'm saying. I, I, when I hear that and, and I see these, these dudes gathered up with these tiki torches and Jews will not replace us and they're in just these huge numbers, I just go, Jesus, man. What a waste of your life. Why do you niggas need to exist? Uh, first of all, I don't know why they need to exist, number one. Number two is, did you, can you, and I'm, I'm lost on this, so you can maybe tell me what. what. What was the tiki torches? So they can be seen? Is that what it was? I don't know. I mean, I'm lost, but I just love that that's how Dave described them. And the Tiki Torch Whites. <laughs> I just didn't get it. I, I didn't right. under, I didn't understand right. it. I you know what if, if if at the end, if they went away at woo when there was a luau and there was a pig on a spit, I would have understood the tiki torches. Right. Right. But there was no I didn't understand it. I think it might have been just to be seen if that a little bit of fire is scary. Right. It does it reckon back to the old movie of Frankenstein when the the, the uh, townspeople are coming out with, with their torches yeah. to get Frankenstein. Right. Uh, is that what it is? I don't either. I I don't know. And right. I just wanted to say that because I, I just think that it, it it was when I watched it, the very first time I watched it, 
uh, I was I, obviously you're taken back by it because you're right. not expecting to see that here on the streets of America in 19. Uh, I mean, in 2020 something. But when I saw it and I was not only was I taken back, but I was confused in a way because right. like, what is this? Right. Um, you know, when they were got when they got deeper into it and they were talking about the lawyers were talking about how. You know, they 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 were coming across the evidence and the documentation and the, and the phone calls. And one of the things that the white nationalists said was, how do we prepare for violence or make it look like self-defense? And again, I just go, you coward motherfuckers. Like if you if, if you're if you like your level of brazen comes with like cowardice. Like if you if stand on what you believe, goddammit. It's like if, if you want to cause violence and all your rhetoric is about violence and, you know, the white man's superiority and, you know, destroying this person and that person, then stand on it. But don't be sneaky. How do we cause violence but make it look like self-defense so we can get away with being violent? Yeah, but that's the, it's a tactic. I mean, this is like a, this it's a criminal mindset. It's a criminal mindset. How do I get away with this so that I can blame it on something else? That's so coward-like, dude. It, it's, it, had put your, if, if you're going to talk all this shit, then mean it. Really mean it. And not that I would want you to mean it, because that means people will get hurt. But I'm just saying, they talk a lot of shit and then do this coward shit. Like, even the, uh, the guy who you said uh, when they were doing the depositions... The one that was just like, you Jew something. and then, yeah, had, had Don't talk to me that way, you Jew. Yeah, and he had the podcast. Again, he was kind of like one of the main ones in terms of his podcast. He's got the gun on the desk. He's got the rifle against the wall. He's got the Trump uh, uh, poster in the back. He's talking tough to the guy during the deposition. But you're the guy that's going to go, how do we... Uh, oh, and they even asked him. He's, they, they said, so it, your plan was to do violence, so what was you going to be your reaction to? Oh, I was just, I would be defending myself. But your intent is to initiate bloodshed, but you're going to fall back on defense. Come on, man, you pussy. That's just, I, it's just pussy shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to stay on this topic. As you say that, um, what other topic will you go to? I don't want to go there right now. Is it something back what you were saying yeah. earlier? Yeah. Yeah. Initiate initiate an attack, but be able to blame it on someone else. Uh and do violence. Um yeah, it, it, but that that's that's their that's their tactics because if they can blame it on someone else, they're never the they're never the bad guys, they're not the ones who are going to jail. Um for them in this in this scenario, and I think that that's kind of where, you know, um, there's people that are that you you can be a bad person and smart. Let's just put it that way. These are smart. These are these are smart people. They they know how to use the law to benefit them to right. get away with what they want to do. Right. There's there's and this is why. This is why. Um, I, I'm just gonna say things that that are coming to mind that make sense to me for this topic. Uh, this is why when white dudes use the N-word to initiate aggravation, this is why it's so important that, you know, why sometimes it, it, we, we've had this conversation recently about what's funny, what's not funny on stage. And one of the reasons I stay so far away from it is because this is one of those, those that's one of those words that's one of those initiation, let's fight words that will usually, will usually, and I can't say always, but I'll say usually, will get the black man in trouble. Well, he just said, hey, I, I, you know, we were yelling and we called each other names, but I never hit him. I didn't hit him first. I was just defending myself at that point. I, I shot him because, he, you know, he was, he was punching me. Uh, these are those things that they're, they're tactical on how they're going to get you to injure yourself or put yourself, put you in a place that's going to make you the aggressor and, and, and sway either public opinion or, or sway court opinion. Uh, and this is why it, it's it, there. Why, when I say smart, I'm not talking smart, like genius, they're going to solve cancer problems, smart to keep themselves out of jail and put someone else in jail is why you have to be 
you have to be aware and you have to be able to hold yourself as a person and that that they're they're not going to react to these people because that's what they want that's the that's what they want out of this they want the reaction and i think the people that were there were doing such a good job of not overly reacting that's how we got to where they fucked up you know i I gotta say and 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 then when they went to the footage of of course donald trump and he goes uh you know you had very bad people on both sides and i thought to myself something that I didn't think at the moment when he first said it and I first saw it back in, I want to say this was in 2017, all of the shit popped off. Uh, but when he said, you know, because now I'm, I'm kind of almost taking a little bit of a page out of your book where you go, before, you, before I'm so quick to say, this is what it is, kind of look at both sides a little bit, a little bit. Uh, but we goes, yeah, so... You have very bad people on both sides that may, uh, and I thought that may have been valid because it seemed because look, both sides had instigators, had instigators, and both sides got physical. And I think that when obviously you're you're dealing with something that is a powder keg of emotions, um, and certainly uh, race has always been that. There's going to be inevitable violence because. People are worked up, they're raged, they they pissed off, you know, and, and even for the people that are there for the right reasons going, fuck you, cocksuckers, you're racist, you got no place in this country, you, your intentions are nothing but filled with hate and evil, and, and we don't want that. We want peace, love, and harmony. Okay, that's a great thing to be, right? But even in the exchange of anger, shit happens. So it, to say that one side... Listen, if, if the instigators on the, on the air quotes good side weren't able to con, con, control themselves and contain their emotions and they spock on somebody or do a fist, okay, wrong is wrong. But the thing where Trump, to me, then loses the argument when he makes that point is when he follows it up and he says, you also had very fine people on both sides. What? It's fine about being a white nationalist. Well, it wasn't. Okay. And I'm not defending the side because, well, first of all, can we just back up one quick second? Because you said there's very good people, uh, very bad people on both sides. And I watched this and I'm watching it, but we're watching it through the lens of reflection, right? I, I can see what has happened and I see what's going on. And I can look at it in a way that I go, what could have been done differently? And I'm not, I don't know if this could be done differently, but here's my question to you. Why, why, why are we, why, if that's your belief that these are what they proved to be white nationalists. Okay. The white nationalists are going there and they want to have this. Uh, and what's important about what you just said is that was, uh, that was the bulk of what was instigating. This was uh, a day. What was it called? A day of uh, whatever they, they called it something. And it was about coming out and supporting white. Right. Uh, so it, it, the event almost, not almost, I'm going to say the event majority was white nationalist. It was for a white power movement. Uh, there was some people, and this is, I'm, I'm going backwards now because I'm not answering it the way that I want to. Uh, there were some people that came out that, that, that do believe in their, their in not forgetting some of the people that were, uh, we went to war with. I don't agree with the statues. I've already said they should be taken down. They should be put in museums. I don't think they need to be burnt or put away. Uh, you need to remember your history because we need to know what we came from and how we, uh, what we have achieved and what we've gotten past and who we were at one time. You can't forget it because you go back to it if you forget it. Um, so that is one part. But why did we go? Why, why would you go? Because all that happened... The main thing is brought lots of attention, lots of news media to white nationalists. It gave them more attention. The guy with the podcast, he gets more exposure, more attention. If you don't show up, and this is the very thing, if, 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 if I hate to say it because it just sounds so stupid and cliche, but if a tree falls in a forest and no one's there to hear it, does not make any noise? So if we don't go, if we don't give them the exposure, if we don't do those things, does not make any noise? And I, and I don't know if I'm right. I'm not saying I'm right on this. I'm just saying, why do we give them the platform? We, we elevated their platform by, 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 by even having the conversation with them. 
by even going out there to even fight with them. Uh, but you also can't just hide from the conversation either. So I don't, I, I don't know. I'm very, when I'm watching that moment, there's this moment where I'm trying to figure out, could it have been better not to have e even gone? Because some right. of the people who said things, and there was people that said, you know, I'm, there was, there, let's say the good side, Let's say the good side, because uh, I think it is the good side. The people that were there because they believed in something better for this country and who we are. Uh, they, they were there to be mad. They were mad at that side. They wanted to be ang angry. You can't go to be angry. You, you, the more you give them, the more notoriety. So you think it would just be best if not a single person of opposition showed up and it was literally just the white nationalists alone protesting not a sing, not a single person there to, to go fuck you i wish this could go this way but it wouldn't could you imagine they showed up and not one person came out to protest not one news station media station out outlet other than their outlets that right there like you know uh uh we're racist uh, america magazine right. uh if it other than their outlets came out to to cover it and CNN, Fox, all uh, what's uh, MSNBC, all of them just said, right. we're not going. That's not what we're about. Uh, and we're not going to give the white nationalist a platform. And they can't, they didn't go. And what would be written in those magazines that those guys read? They came out and they displayed their white power to right. other people that believed in white power. I'm not saying that would have happened. I mean, someone what someone always wants to cover it. Someone wants to be part of, you know, that's that that gets people to turn on their television and watch it. But if no one was there protesting, if there was no fight, if there's no argument, these guys are going, we're here because this statue with this old guy needs to be protected. And no one said anything and they just went, yeah. What is there? What 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 was gonna happen next? The cranes would eventually came in, remove the statue, and they would have went away. But we, we, I, I, but you know, this is hindsight, and this is a way to look at it from a different point of view and going, hey, would that have worked? But I don't know because then you do have Fox News, and I don't think I'm not going to make Fox News out to be. I'm not trying to throw them under the fire of what everybody else does because I think that 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 is just too easy to do. Uh, but they might want people to come turn on their TV and, and see this. And so, and then if they do that, CNN's going to do that. And then all the other little media outlets are going to do it. I, I think there's time though, if, but, if, but if no protesters was there, what are they going to turn on to see? What is going to be seen? I could be completely wrong on this. I don't know, but I don't know if protesting a statue was really in the best interest of anyone. Right. You know, there, there was that moment in uh, uh, a time to kill where they're waiting for the verdict. And, you know, they cut to the people in the street. It's like on one half of the Klan and the racist, on the other half is the community. You know, of course, black people, white people mixed. And the black boy runs out and says, he's innocent, he's innocent. And I don't know if you remember this moment, but the black woman rips off the Klansman's hood and poof, just spits right in his face. Now, and this is what I'm getting back to with this point. Now, for the movie public and for real life, yeah. Feels he good. deserves that. Feels it feels good. good, piece of shit. But technically, she just broke the law. Yeah, in reality. Right. Assault. So, right. So, again, when Trump goes bad people on both sides, if you're that woman that's hot to in that white supremacist face, as much as I'm cheering you on, you go, girl. Technically... You're one of the bad people. I don't like it. I'm not saying I, it, it's, it's, you know what I mean? But it, it, I'm just saying, if we talk a technical. But now, again, when Trump goes, find people on both sides. That's why, again, I go, as you would always say, even when Trump is right, it's how he says, says things. It. It's how he says it. It fucks it up. And I'm going, what could be fine about being a white nationalist, a white supremacist? Why would you say that? Because white supremacists are smart in the in in how they do protection. You know who was invited to that? The dog. No, 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 say we're not about smart. We're about fine people. Okay, no, I know, but here's here's how you get here's how what I'm saying. 
This is what they're, they're smart enough to cover their ass. So you're the, you're having this white nationalist group. And who do you invite? You invite the daughters of the civil, uh, civil uh, war. Rev- how, I don't know what it's called. It's the do- daughters of the revolution. And what they did, and, and this is true. And I don't agree with this, but I'm just saying this is who a move that they made. Right. So the daughters of the revolution, I think is what it is. Uh, we're, we still, these people in the South came back into the union. So they're still part of this country. They lost the war. So this part should be eliminated. And as far as I'm concerned, it's museum material. It's not people that we, uh, we, we would be celebrating, but to do that, you, uh, you invite the daughters of the revolution and they come out and what they have done is in remembrance of their history, their family history, they're part of this country, the people that fought in the civil war there, they put up these statues and they're just, it's called the daughters of the revolution. I think daughters of the revolution is what it is or something like that. Right. And so are you saying that these women are, and, and it's not supposed to be political. I'm not saying it is or it isn't because it could be, I, I haven't actually delved into them, but to see what they really are. But, if that's all they are is people that are putting up statues, raising money to put these statues up to commemorate these, these people from the war. I don't agree with that, but are they bad people? Are they just people that are like remembering American, American history? I think it's a little, I think it's a little weird. I, I don't think that the, 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 that part of the revolution needs to be honored and uh, memorialized in a public square, but bad people. And then having other people to come out to do this well, that they invite out. If, if if that's let's just say for the sake of argument, that's where he was coming from. Bad timing. Not only bad timing, <laughs> but when you have someone that takes their car and slams it into people that are just protesting, standing there, not doing anything, not being violent, and then you relate them to good people on both sides, that's a problem. Now, if he would have said, hey, there was in this is honestly, this is how I think I would have said it. But again, I'm not a president and I have the uh, I have the ability to look back on something. I would have said, hey, uh, I don't agree with this side. I, mean, I don't agree with you know, however. I don't agree with this side. But there was instigators on both sides because uh, he was. And that's when Antifa was coming out. And Antifa does push that envelope. When we talk about any press. What was the, the whole thing that they were looking for is looking the, – the, the media is there. The news is there. What are they what, – let's be honest. What are they really there for? They're there for that dude to do what he did. They aren't there to cover a bunch of people yelling at each other and just carrying some uh, tiki torches. And, yeah, that, it's a nice soundbite. The Jews will not replace us, right? It's a nice soundbite. You can go on the, the news, the, the, the sound of uh, all the news standals with ever the, the whoosh and ta 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 and they come out and they go, Jews will not replace us. And today, in right. that, that's they love that shit, but that's not what's going to sell anything. That's not what's going to get. But a fight someone taking their car that's what the news is there for that's what they want to cover I, and i'm not saying that they enjoy it that they they they're they're but that's what gets people to come on and turn on the tv and want to watch it and that's what they were there to see and that's what they got so my that's my problem with having people come there for that listen you could do a protest i if, if the white nationalists were coming out to do that uh to support that statue what if you would have went to a different place, a totally different place, and protested a different statue. And all the news media came to watch you protest and to have educated people, well-spoken, say why they believe that this in a public square isn't good for America. And that was what they watched instead of the white nationalist. I'm not saying it would have happened, but right. do you understand what I'm... Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. But I'm looking about... It's easy to look at history and, re, and, and redo it and say, this is what I would have done. It's armchair, quarterback, whatever you want to call it. I don't know if that would have made a difference. And there's people that are going to write in and they're going to tell me why maybe that wouldn't work. And I'm, I'm open to that. I'm, I'm giving another suggestion. That's all it is. I got to ask, because, uh, you know, in some of those photos, of course, there's the Heil, Heil or Heil? Heil. Heil. Hitler uh, gesture. It, it, it sounds so Arnold Schwarzenegger to me, though. What? Heil. 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 Heil Hitler. <laughs> I don't like Hitler, but I Heil. Um, you ever been to New York and you have to Heil a cab? Um, um, it, 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 tell me if I'm crazy, but it seems like that word specifically is synonymous, synonymous with evil and racist, a la Hitler. Can you ever say Heil? In a good context? No. 
Never. No, yeah, and uh, honestly, you can't, you can't be like, oh my God, these Oreos are delicious. High old Oreos. No, and you can, <laughs> especially if you have that mustache. You know <laughs> okay. what I mean? And, I, it, this is how bad it is. It is su- it's such a representative of evil that you can't even have that mustache. Michael Jordan just entered the chat. Yeah, that was a, that was a poor move on his part. It, it lasted. For, first of all, it wasn't uh, honestly even Hitler would have been Michael. Right. That's not a good mustache. It was. It's a weak mustache. That mustache was not meant for you. <laughs> it was very weak. It, right. it was. It was like Eddie Murphy delirious weak kind of a mustache. That's how right. it, it wasn't a very strong mustache. Uh, Michael has. Is, I, I'm going to call him the go to basketball, but he ain't a champion when it comes to growing that mustache. Oh yeah, no, that was yeah, major <laughs> fool part on his part. Um, uh, dude, and t- you know. I would have liked to seen a few other people besides just Jewish people representing this, though. And I know there were some other people, but they had mainly the people in the talking points mm-hmm. were the Jewish people. I, I would like to know. I would like America. This is this is. I would like America to see many other people that take interest in keeping America free. Besides, uh, something that's that when you hear Jews will not replace us, and then to see Jews. Are the only one are the majority of the people representing this? I want to see other people in these documentaries. I would like to see other people coming in because right. I want to know that other people are concerned with this too. And I think that 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 would be more important to me to see that that there's some well, representation. I mean, you know, they had the, uh, the the Latino girl. Yeah, they had the black couple. So you know, and that that one photo of the black dude where he's just airborne. Uh, I know that was a horrific moment, but how do you not frame that? <laughs> I'm just saying, he had the perfect air, uh, yeah. dude. Uh, uh, but anyway, um, uh, but no, no, I, I know what you're saying. But I'm just saying it's it's that they're always that they took they take the lead in that, and I'm not I'm not mad. Obviously, I'm happy someone took the lead. I would just like to see other people represented in, in wanting a free and fair America uh, being uh, held up up in these documentaries as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would it would mean a lot to me. Um, dude, I think when these racist nut jobs commit heinous acts, and tell me if you think I'm wrong on this, because I know technically that they have nothing to do with it, but I just think uh, not only should they be prosecuted, but you should be able to go after their parents for instilling this kind of thought process and behavior in them. It's like, you know, yes, it's your bed. You got to lie in it. You got to take responsibility for your actions. But on some deeper mental, psychological level, the parents are at blame because it started with them instilling this in them. I would like to say that's a hundred percent true. It's not, but it would, I think it's, I think it's high. I just, cause what you're saying is I agree with you is what I'm saying. I'm sure there are some people that uh, find their way into this racist mentality without their parents, but it would be hard to believe that I would see someone who would that the radio guy, fuck you do, do, do right. and then go to his house and go and, and then go to interview his mom. And his mom was like, Oh, I didn't know he was so angry. Right. I don't know what he's right. angry about. Right. I, you know, but honestly, and this is going to be uh, a horrible thing to say. I, I don't think that there, I think there's a lot of racist people in this country that don't realize because they think it's normal how they feel. They don't think they're racist. And I think they, yeah, but, I think but, that the, the beginning, the acorns are let out to these people and they take it to another level. You know, as I once upon a time jokingly said, we're all a little racist. And I believe we are, but to what level? You know, and of course the punchline was, I don't, I don't think you have to be a smack, if you're not a smack a taco out of Mexican hand racist, but we're all a little racist. That being said, what you just said, we're all a little racist, but it when if okay, and that to be is to be, I, I think, a little expected. And as long as you're not an extremist, a little bit forgiven. But when you are a white nationalist, when you are a white supremacist, when you are responsible for shit like Charlottesville and murder and death, someone should be held accountable in a lawsuit. Like, like I, I know the parents may not have had anything to do with it, the act itself, but if, the, if there's a proven history that this is where this was learned, that this is where this stems from, the parents got to be held accountable, I think. I, I think, you know, I know legally that can't happen, yeah. but I just think somebody ought to be held accountable. Uh, it would be not. I would just, you know, what I would be like to see held accountable is is the fucking perpetrators held accountable at least 
because well, yeah, they, definitely got, them. But, but they don't even get held right, accountable right. to the way they should. Right. So I would like to get I would like to start with them. And then if we could work it out some other ways with the people that uh, promoted this. But I think that what happens is a lot of people that are the racists that uh, the, the real. Uh, how do you say real racist? You're either racist or you're not. But the well, people, that's like when I go diet racism and yeah. regular racism. I, I guess the people who the who are instrumental in producing these type of events uh, that this kind of things happen, they hide behind all the people. They, they can hide behind this guy that ran his car, and then we find out that this guy has a lot of contact. I didn't know this, and this was this was the one thing in the doc that actually was very interesting to me, is that the guy who. Uh, who who ran the car into him has contact with these other leaders. Like he, right. Like he, there's a network. Yeah. That he's part of this network. It wasn't like a random guy who goes, I just can't take all these fucking blacks and Jews and I'm going to run somebody over. I don't care who it is. Right. And he runs. No, he's part of this whole plan. He's part of this. He's the one, he's the sacrificial lamb to these, uh, uh, I, I don't know if I can call him a lamb, though. Jesus, uh, he's the sac- he's the sacrifice to the right. to these to the racist the now the white nationalist. Uh, uh, it, it's very hard for me to understand this. It's it's really hard for me to under to comprehend. And and I think this is what's really hard because uh, all three all, all those guys all the top guys they all look different. They were all white men, yeah. but they all looked different. Well, I think you said it earlier when you said, like, the people supporting them, the ones we don't see, that's what's scary. It is. So, so those guys who, and, and particularly this guy, I, I have a note about him, Richard Spencer, you know, the suit and tie guys, you know, the guys who on camera, even during some of their deposition, unlike the guy who was the ball-headed, you Jew motherfucker with the gun. and yeah, he, was, just, he was owning his race. Yeah, he was owning it. But even the guys who are the suit and tie guys who are, like, Somewhat charming during the deposition, laughing, not even laughing, but showcasing a great smile. But you know that the same evil from the guy that was owning it is in the evil in the guy that's wearing a suit. Uh, and and just since you went to him, uh, what's his name again? Richard, Richard Spencer. Spencer, which I hate this piece of shit. All right, I'm going to get to my note about him. Okay, but one of the things I, I want to get to, and this is where... You know, I, 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 I defended, I don't want to say I defended Trump. I, I wasn't, I wasn't a person who said Trump did this because of this, because of this, because of this. And he's this guy. This is the, this is where my hatred for Trump comes from. It's from this, these moments. Um, and I, and I hate, I hate the media probably more than I hate Trump. Uh, I've always said this, but the reason I, this is where Trump becomes the person that I can't stand. Um, when someone like Richard Spencer is is using your name in his speeches, and I think he would, didn't he give a, a Heil Trump or whatever in, in one? I think he might have. Yeah, and you're doing all those. The, he's he's using your your name in defense of what he does, and you are not disavowing him, even when he says, "I don't know him." Okay, go. I don't know him. If he wanted to say, "I don't know him." I would go, okay, I don't know him. And then you prove later that you know him, but I, I don't know him. But if he's doing these things, I'm against him. I'm against, I'm against what he's doing. Trump doesn't say things like that. And, and, and just that he allowed that to linger, I understand why a major part of America finds him to be racist. Now, I said before, I don't think that he's, and this is, I don't think that he's any more racist than any other 80-year-old white man privileged white man in this country. I, I don't think he is. I think that he had some ideas that were good for the country. And I think that he, in his own head, had ideas that were good for different par- parts of our population, whether it be black, Hispanic, or whatever it was. I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't think, I, I think he was being political. Yeah, but he's a shitty politician. Right. And I think that in- and I'm not saying I don't think he's not racist, but I agree with you. I, I, I think he's as racist as the 80 year old white man can be. But prior to him running for president, we didn't see this. No, because he didn't he didn't have to. He didn't have to denounce anybody because he was in, in a position that it mattered. But when it mattered, he didn't understand that he has to separate himself because by by not separating 
and not you don't have to say that you agree with that person, but by not separating yourself for it, you're standing in the same shit that that other person's standing in. And that's why I understand why people were like this with Trump, but that's why I want the media to separate what they called him out for and what they didn't call him out for and show him who for who he show him for exactly who he was. And they didn't do a good job at that because it was too easy. And this is my problem with people that really hated Trump and what they did. It was too easy just to call him a racist. And therefore, he was done in your head. There was more to it. He was still the president and you still had to work with this person. So what just denouncing him doesn't do anyone any good. Uh, it's to show what his problem is and to show what he does well, because to be honest, uh, I, we're, we have a whole list of presidents and uh, he and I said, have said this before, was not the most racist president we've ever had in the White House. So therefore, we've always had to work with racists in the White House. The media just the media just tripped over itself to to call him out because this is what we have. We have a really media that just wants to uh, focus on how great they are. <clears throat> that oh. moment uh, when they're uh, going through, and I think this is probably within the last thirty minutes of the documentary when they're talking about everybody and during the trial. And at first, the attorney, of course, sets up Richard Spencer with all the questions of. Are you a racist? No. Did you say this? No. Do you feel like this in this way that would make you look bad? Uh, no. And yes to all the right things and blah, blah, blah. And then they cut to, well, here's the recording of you doing this. And he is yelling at the top of the, I mean, the rage in which he's like, these Jew kite motherfuckers, you know, once upon a time ago, my ancestors would have, and you would never talk to me like that. We must destroy and eradicate. Ah! And I'm just sitting here going, dude, you know what is so eerily frightening about that to me? This is a dude who's saying this kind of shit and acting this way in 2023, or at that time, 2017, where really all you're going to do is rant and rave and scream and say your bullshit and, and unless you really go out and commit an act of heinous violence, which you're going to get in trouble for, all you're doing is blowing smoke, really. Nope. Well, I, I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Right. But well, I disagree, but, 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 but I'll I, tell you why. Okay. Go ahead. But then what I'm ultimately getting at is I'm just going as scary and as terrifying as that is. I can only imagine. Now let's go back to 1785. Okay. Now I see your point. Sorry. Yes. And you're a black person in chains and enslaved. That same kind of venom. But now, you're not just hearing it. We want to kill you or fuck you up. He has a rope. You got a rope. Buck breaking. They, 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 being tied to four horses. And whatever it is, heinously, that they want to do to you comes with, rah, rah, rah. and I just got to go, that is terrible. I can only imagine what my ancestors, that is terrifying. Okay. And now to get to my point in what you just said, and I agree with you 100%. But now let's go to where I, why I said nope, why he isn't just uh, shouting shit out for the point of being who he is. Um, his connection to Dylan Roof, I'm not saying his connection because I, I, I'm, I'm not sure I didn't write a note on this, so I don't want to say him and get sued for it. But this team, the, these, these white nationalist team, uh, whatever it is, someone was connected to Dylan Roof. Dylan Roof is speaking to these people. Dylan Roof is the, is, is the young person that shot the eight, uh, nine, nine. Yeah. I thought it was eight. I'm sorry. Nine. I apologize. Uh, nine, uh, people at church, black people at church that they welcomed into his church. And he said, I did it when they, when they got, I did it because he wants to start this race war. So that's what these people do. That's why I said they're, they're sneaky. They're, they, they don't, they don't go to prison. They don't go to jail. Dylan Roof goes to jail. Dylan Roof pulls the trigger. Dylan Roof was manipulated. I'm not saying Dylan Roof was a good person. I'm not saying Dylan Roof wouldn't have done something horrible without their help. But what I'm saying is there's a connection to this person, and that's, that's what this kind of rhetoric does. So when I go back to what I said earlier, do you have to confront them? I guess you have to confront them somehow because they're uh, – they're getting people into their air to, to their, uh, I don't want to say team because it sounds horrible, but on their, uh, they're manipulating or bringing people in with like thought to their side. 
but they're so smart about it, the way that they handle it, maybe that's the alternative. Maybe you don't confront them in a place that you give them a platform, a bigger platform. But we continue to put our groups together of people to fight it. But we need to go out and actually have our platforms be received in a way that we're making, moving the needle, I guess, that we're making strides. I think we're making strides. I think that our country is still fucked up, but it's better than it's been. I I, uh, I think that... Uh, I think we're closer to being unified. I think I don't know that it's going to continue to work out that way, but I, I, I'm I see things way different when I go out on the road with you and I see how people interact with each other. Um, and but it's not fair though because I'm going out with you and you have a mixed crowd and so everybody is used to being in that room together. Everybody's used to hanging out together. I don't know that they're used to it. That's a moment. It's a moment, but there doesn't seem to be any animosity in those moments. That's the power of comedy. And no, and I love it. And you dig into everybody. Right. And no one is running out going, well, you know, that's not true. There is a lot of, I got <laughs> there's some last night, but I, there's, there's a Annie lot. Made a, a, Annie made no, a no, girl come cry. On, man. No, yeah, you yeah, did. Yeah, you I, did. No, no, but she was drunk, though. She was drunk. She was intoxicated. But there is a lot of fragile white people that when you, I, I, I and love. And I'm going to be honest with you. When I went outside, like, did you actually see her? No. She didn't look Jewish, dude. No, I she never saw Hispanic. her. I, I never saw her, and, and just to let you guys know, which since, since we're on this, and it's probably, we recorded uh, this week, so it's probably going to be a, a clip on on something we put out. But she uh, <laughs> she just yelled out of the darkness she was Jewish, and I thought that was a weird thing, especially right now. I just, I didn't even, like, I stopped for a second because I knew what I wanted to say, but it would have been really, it would have been, I think it would have been a little aggressive. And it was at the beginning of the set, and I didn't want to be that aggressive. And I just thought it was a little weird and so i likened it to this like like if Anne frank was hiding up in the attic and then all of a sudden for no reason someone just screams out i'm jewish like wait you just let everybody know that there's jews in the room mm. and i just thought it was kind of uh interesting how she did it and, and i couldn't figure out why she did it so that was what it was and so then i went you know we went back and forth in the comedy show and you know she got upset about it but anyway uh, there are when I see those shows where I seen white dudes leave going, Aries is just so racist. And I go, what did he say that was racist? Don't you understand you're at a comedy club? We're making fun of racism. To make fun of racism, you have to go to racism. You can't just uh, not say, well, how, how do you make fun of it if you're not going to talk about it? And there's, they're, they're very fragile. And this is what's amazing about black people to me. And I, I, and I never say it this way because it sounds like, uh, it sounds like you're uh, like, uh, uh, I don't know, like, I'm, hey, I'm one of the good ones. Uh, no, what's amazing about black people to me is as much as black people have been through in this country and as much as they go through, the, the joy of comedy, it, it, when you talk about an inappropriate subject in a black room well, around black folks, they've been through so much that this it, they find the humor in it. They see the humor in it. They get why it's funny, where a lot of white people don't. Uh, Jews, I'm going to be honest, Jews have gone through enough that they usually find most comedy funny. Regular, the regular whites, is that Dave? That's Dave, isn't the it? The regular whites. The regular whites. Uh, you know, I, I'll say this. This is how I could say it. When we were in, uh, what's the place? Naples, Florida. Nothing's funny in Naples because everybody has a good life. Everybody in Naples, it's, it's, one, of the, it's the, one of the richest places in the whole country. And everybody there has a good life. So when you're talking about shit that's fucked up, well, their life is good, so they just feel bad that their life is good, and so they have nowhere to go when you when you have when you talk about comedy, and that's how I feel about some of these fragile white people. They their life is good, and they don't understand that comedy is about dealing with some fucked up shit, and that's what I see a lot of times happen. And you hit it so good, but what I'm saying, most of your shows and 99 percent of your shows, no one gets up, no one gets offended, no one walks out, but every once in a while, you get one. Listen, man, when you play in rush hour traffic long enough, cars don't scare you. <laughs> cars coming at you don't scare you. Um, do you want to uh, You want to just leave? Do that? I got one more note. We can get off this. Okay, uh, good. Because just have to just pick it up later. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that took the air out of my balloon at the end of this thing was it said at first uh, the lawsuit paid $25 million. $25 million. And reduced to? 2.3. Now, you see, this makes me go sometimes, and I don't like to be... Pessimistic, but this is why I am sometimes because I just go, 
What the fuck, man? Because life is so unfair and fucked up. Because there are there are rules in. in uh, I, there's a real word for it. And I'm sorry that I can't remember it. There are real rules on what you can pay and what you can't pay for. But the judge. So how does it even go to 25 though? Because that's what the people uh, awarded, and then the judge can go back and go, well, it, because of this or because of the how how the rules of law and what 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 you can pay out is. But 2.3 was really low. So they went they went back again and I don't know what the decision was from the from whatever jo- judge they, they left it again. where they said it's an appeal. It's an appeal. So I think it's going to go up because 2.3 is ridiculous. You know, that to me feels like a win for the for the enemy. It it, it That's does. That's a win. It does because it was 25 million it was reduced. 25 million may have crippled them to the point of non-existence. I don't think it's going to cripple all of them, but some of them, if they had to pay $5 million, because that was the group that had to pay it. If some of those guys had to pay $5 million, it would have been tough for them. I think the thing is, man, and some did, some got jail time, right? Some did get jail time. Uh, I don't think Not, so. I, oh, Other no, no, the, 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 the no, no, you're right. This is a civil suit. This yeah, was civil, yeah, so it yeah. wasn't. Uh, because they lost on the federal on this right. one. Because they were trying to they were trying to uh, put several laws together, a federal and state. And they lost it. on both the federal. On both the federal. Because yeah. it's a hard, that was uh, the yeah. harder one to prove. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think I think that the, the the money is not the important part. The the victory is the important part, but the money is like what you just said, helps cripple the organizations. Uh, and and gives money to the people that were injured and and hurt in this, and that's that's important and and, and obviously killed. Uh, we didn't. That's one of the things I we neglected to to say in this. And I mean, there was someone killed in this. Out of everything that happened, this one guy just decides to take his car, and you know, you know, if you're the if you're the car company, I'm not I'm not even trying to joke. I mean, I could make this into a joke if I wanted to. I'm not uh, trying to. Uh, I, I thought yeah. that eight minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. But how do you recover from that? This, this is what this is. This is how easy it is. This is why this is why Trump to me is is such a problem. I don't know what they did to recover from that and 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 dissociate themselves from what happened and take care of people that were whatever Dodge did. Trump should figure out how Dodge did that. And if he wants to be a politician, that's how you have to react because that could have, I mean, that's bad marketing. I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm being real, really honest about it. And they, that's, that's how you mark, how you go back and go, no, that's not, I'm not. Cause that, that, that's a terrible look. You might be able to dodge these prices, but you can't dodge this Dodge. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and that's no that's no disrespect to the person that you're talking to with two comedians in this room and I'm trying my hardest not to make these jokes uh and unfortunately I set up Aries too well <laughs> uh yeah I guess that's that's the episode man yeah uh it's called no accident uh and interestingly enough we're recording this on Sunday tonight on HBO or it will be or it will have already happened but tonight on HBO at 9 p.m is a Nancy Pelosi documentary. I think it's called... Ins- How to Get Rich. <laughs> it's called Insurgents <laughs> Something Neighbor. Insurgent into the stock market. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see that one too. Yeah, I want to see... It's it, but- about January 6th and the guy's going to trial and what happens. And, and, and if you can't tell, I am not a Nancy Pelosi fan. <laughs> she, she has a lot of money. And she didn't start off with a lot of money. And the, the, our house, the Congress, the House of Congress uh-huh. was not intended for people to go there to become multi, multi-millionaires. I'm going to pull a U and look this thing up because I really wanted to know what the exact name is. Uh, HBO. Yeah. You know what? I'll give out dates while you do that. All right. Insurgents. How about that? I'll give out dates. Guys, uh, this has been, we, we were. I found it. Okay, go ahead. The, uh, the insurrectionist. Next door, that sounds like a porno in a way. That could be. Yes. Can you guys do a porn title for the that one? Insert, insert directionist. I'm fucking it up, but you guys know the insert something. And so I gotta clean that. It's something in that wording. But insert next door because he's the guy that's gonna come. He lives next door to you, and he's gonna insert his erection. Oh, insert his erectionist. 
in your door. In your back door. In your back door. Because you are fucked if Nancy Pelosi's made all that money. Oh, my God. And you weren't, you didn't become a congressman. Listen, if you want- insert erectionist in your back door. Nancy Pelosi has shown a way for people to become rich, is what she should. Get campaign, get in your area, become friends with everybody. Put yourself on a, on, on, on a friendly level with everyone in your community and run for office. Run for Congress. That's the way to make money. What if you, you can, if you can go through Congress, if you can get elected three times in Congress and you can't walk out with uh, at least ten to twenty million dollars, you fucked up. What do you call it when Nancy Pelosi gives you head? A Nancy Pelosi. Or a Nancy Belows me. That's that's her that's her porn name. Wow, wow. See, you guys didn't even get a chance to do this you know one. Harry's already took it over. Uh, I'm sorry. I haven't even I've been talking and haven't even looked this up. What it uh Yeah, but it's called the Insurrectionist Next Door. Uh, like I said, by the time you guys hear this, it will have already premiered on HBO uh tonight, Sunday, nine o'clock. <clears throat> uh fuck. What's the name of your agency? Uh, just give me the first one. First shit, word. my 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 agent. Yeah. State of the art. Oh yeah, thank you. Oh shit, damn, I'm drawing a blank. I couldn't remember what it is, and I needed to get our uh, rowdy. All right, guys, uh, you were with us uh, as we uh, put together this little podcast, <clears throat> and it was uh, from uh, we're we're Ontario. Ontario. No, Orlando. 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 I don't know why I said Ontario. Orlando. It's a whole different coast. It's a whole different side of the country. Uh, and uh, we actually had good shows here. A big shout out to everybody like who came Orlando. out. Yeah, I everybody like came out. It was great. Uh, we had a lot of people that uh, listened to the podcast that came out. Really appreciate you coming. Uh, and let's see where we're going to be. And I uh, still have yet to fuck Mickey Mouse. You don't want you want to fuck Mickey, not Minnie? Oh, I forgot about Minnie. <laughs> can you do... Um, can you... Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's way out of your your uh your voice range right mickey 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 mouse that, that's him isn't it yeah but you you couldn't do the you couldn't talk no 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 i don't think yeah, so. yeah because you you're way deeper <laughs> the duck Donald Donald Duck, yeah Ooh, that's goofy <laughs> that's goofy that's pretty good i like goofy. uh okay so uh not, october 19th through the 22nd next week we're in, well you're listening to this this week so uh even though we're in last week time travel uh we're gonna be at the uh, chicago improv that's October 19th to the 22nd. October Schamberg. Yep. October 26th to the 29th, we're going to be at the Milwaukee Improv. Do you know where that's at? Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Brookfield, Wisconsin, oh. actually. Just say. Shemizel. Shemazel. People over Copa, baby. <laughs> like a mixture between <laughs> Biggie and... Uh, and Laverne and Shirley. No. Uh, hey, hey, hey. A oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it was also the Laverne and Shirley. Yeah, song. Smush Mouth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, November 3rd through the 5th, we're going to be at Levity Live in West Nyack, New York. We're in New York, but we're not in New York. Mm. But you should still come out. If you're in New York, it's now... You know, Being in West Nyack and not in New York is like fucking abroad with a panties on, but pushed to the side. We're in there, but we ain't in there. But they're big panties, so they keep getting in the way. Look, that means it's a big <laughs> bitch. She's <laughs> just those grandma styles. They're, oh, you know what kind they are? They're the uh, 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 bloomers. Yeah, but I was gonna say the 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 girl. Uh, all girls have those uh, the menstrual panties. Oh, the period panties. panties the period panties. Got you. Yeah. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, November tenth through the twelfth, we're gonna be at the Tampa Improv, and that's uh, in Ehor City. November sixteenth through the nineteenth, we're going to be in finally in Ontario. What I just accidentally said, Ontario Improv, and that's actually in Ontario. Uh, yes. November twenty fourth through the twenty sixth, we're going to be at San Jose Improv. December first through the third, Tacoma uh, Comedy Club will be in Tacoma. December seventh through the tenth, we're going to be at. Oh no, we're not. Sorry, Magoobies was moved. You guys, we have not filled that date as of yet. So if you have tickets to Magoobies on December seventh through the tenth. Go ahead and get the new tickets. I think they're the second week of the January. The new tickets. Tickets. Yeah, you said tickets. Yeah, Go I get know. the new tickets. This doesn't work all the time, dude. <laughs> I'm surprised that I do anything that's on stage with a microphone and a oh voice. Oh, my God. December 15th to the 17th. I still can't say Mexican. Oh, here's a new game that someone told me you guys should play at home. If you're listening, do a shot every time I say Mexican. 
Do a shot anytime he says any crazy word. <laughs> you will be drunk. Yeah, that would be good. That would be half good. Half the podcast is over. Yeah, because I, I I fuck up words. December for okay, yeah. Uh December 15th to the 17th, summit at Fort Wayne, Indiana. We're gonna be at the comedy club there. December 21st to the 23rd, Bricktown Comedy Club in OKC. And December 28th through the 30th, back at the improv in Washington, DC. Yeah. I think that's a show. That's a show. Ugh. Nothing goes down unless I'm involved. No blackjack, no dope deals, no nothing. A nickel bag is sold in the park. I want in. <laughs> you guys got fat while everybody stopped on the street. It's my turn. Hmm. You think you're going to live long enough to spend that money, you fucking hump? If any of you are tired of getting ripped off by guys like that, you come with me. I'm at the Plaza Hotel. You're welcome. You're welcome. Enjoy. <laughs> 